Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me this morning on this edition of Down to Earth. It's a podcast in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today is May 14th. Is it really? I was hoping to say today is May 24th or May 30th. I'm just saying May has literally been dragging us through it with everything. Today is a momentous day here in the state of Michigan because some armed protesters who were in the Capitol last week have determined that today's judgment of all the ridiculous titles, (laughs) it's almost laughable to think that you can bring an insurrection against a sitting governor and this, you know, and sitting administration, as if they don't have tools afforded them by the Constitution to retaliate. They ju- they probably choose not to because they don't want to hurt people. But to think that you can actually call Judgment Day on 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 a sitting governor who did not fire you or hurt you or do anything is almost ridiculous. And especially in light of the coronavirus, uh, a recent report I read online states that. Uh, the protesters who were in Lansing a couple of weeks ago are all now testing positive for COVID, just like the governor had said it would, because the virus is airborne, it's out there in the air, people, and the more we go out is the more likely it is that we will be affected, and we need to take this into consideration and bear it in mind as we progress to reopening states. The facts are the facts. And I'm afraid that politicians, in an effort to run roughshod over peoples, over science and data, is, is trying to state for an economy in an election year that it's frankly not going to happen. We all need to recognize that we're all going to bite the bullet. We all are going to bite the bullet. And most people there over, just this morning, the job, jobs report indicate that 36 million people are out of work. That number is much higher than the Great Depression. Let's just bite the bullet and do what we have to do to shore the economy up, but do not send people into harm's way. We're going to pay for this. And it's not just that we're going to pay for it in lost lives, which is hyenas to think about, but we're going to pay for it in more ways than one. And I'm afraid that we're going to uh, see this later on. We're going to wonder what on earth had actually happened. It's just ridiculous to me. Do you see what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just ridiculous to me that we dare to think that we can actually uh, get away with this virus as if nothing happened. And uh, I'm wondering if, uh, if, if people thought that they could just obviate the science and so on, especially in 21st century. Uh, I, I listened to the UK uh, prime minister a couple of days ago. And he's, in fact, being guided by science. What's wrong with America and science? All of a sudden, we're disclaiming science as if science is not what made us great in the first place. It's just just something to think about. 
Uh, so uh, today, here in Michigan, they are going to uh, march on Lansing again. They're calling it Operation Judgment Day. Pray for us. Only God knows what can come out of that. I don't see anything good that can come out of that, right? <laughs> so today on our show, we're going to talk about uh, we're reopening states far too quickly, and we'll pay for it in lost lives. Of course, millions of working people and small businesses and small business owners who cannot earn money while sheltering at home are facing economic ruin. So dozens of states seeking to ease the pain are coming out of lockdown. Most have not yet even minimal met even the minimal criteria for doing so safely, and some are reopening even as corona, coronavirus cases rise in their states. That is inviting disaster. The much-feared second wave of infection may not wait until fall, many scientists say, and instead may happen as a miniature storm of wavelets breaking unpredictably across the country. In other words, we thought we would just have another spike in the fall, but if we go out so quickly, while it is still springtime outside, and go out so quickly, we are perhaps inviting danger. Uh, I want to bring to your attention a story on the New York Times where the president of the largest four-year public university system in the country, uh, California State, right? They're called the Cal States. Uh, they, the president, Mr. Timothy White, an esteemed gentleman, has said that he would rather make a decision early now and hope for the best in September. So he said, fearing the worst, he's canceling online classes in the fall so that the, the school and so on, the school and the, the community, the school community, the college community can adjust to teaching remotely. And if it gets better in September, then naturally he would reopen. But as far as he can see from right where he's sitting with all the data that the scientists have given him, that it is something to look into. I know some of you are not going to like that because some of you fear science or you disprove science. And some of us have conspiracy theories. Some of you believe that this is just a grand scheme to destroy election chances for Trump. Some of you think that people are just making this up. You, can, you are entitled to your own opinion. But you can deny the facts all you want. We were all in denial of the fact that the coronavirus would come to America, and yet it did. <laughs> so this is not about people uh, denying facts or conspiracy theories. This one thing is not about that. This one thing is about whether whoever brought up the virus, whether it was China or developed in some lab in Wuhan or wherever, the fact is that once the virus got to America, it has wreaked havoc, economic ruin on people. If you think none of us are affected by it, think again. Nobody's making money right now except the very wealthy billionaires who own the stock market and who trade their shares. That's who are making money right now. Everybody else and the makers of toilet paper, <laughs> right? Everybody else is feeling it. I know people who have lost businesses. I read one report that said in Michigan, 20 restaurants per day are closing permanently. So there are people who have lost. This is irrevocably going to change the way we go to work. This, if you think more people are not going to work from home in the near future, think again. This has revolutionized our economy. It has changed our structures. And it is forcing us to re-examine the way we treat diseases. We had a structure for dealing with pandemics, but the current administration didn't think it was necessary, 
So they removed the people who were to oversee that and cut out the budget for it because they didn't think it was necessary, despite the evidence that they had that indicated that a pandemic could happen. They had the evidence. They have the intel. They have the intelligence. I know some of you don't believe in that either. They have the intelligence. <laughs> they have the science. And they still said, that no, no, nothing like that could ever happen. Well, you and I should know from life experience that what you fear the most is usually what happens. What you think can happen is usually what happens. You think never in a million years could something like that happen. It happened. We never thought 9-11 could happen either. In a million years, whoever thought that could happen on American soil, and yet it did. If anything, that should have proven to this generation that anything is most likely to happen. Well, here we are. Fast forward, it's 2020, and here we are. We're in the midst of a pandemic that has upended our lives. We don't know whether we're coming or whether we're going. The whole world was looking to us for leadership because that's traditionally what we do, but we're, 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 we're asleep at the switch. Because we ourselves are caught in a tailspin, fighting so many different battles that we didn't need to fight. We should have united around a common enemy and tried to get rid of that enemy. Instead, we're telling uh, states to go pick up arms and liberate Michigan. That is an erroneous message. That sent the wrong message to a wrong group of people who showed up at the Capitol building with nooses and swastikas and Confederate flags. And they're still going to march again today, irresponsibly, because today the virus is still present. And more and more of them are getting the viruses. So when you look at it in the broadest sense of the application, we are reopening states far too quickly. As a matter of fact, in Atlanta, Georgia, where that state reopened some three weeks ago, you do realize by now that coronavirus rates have spiked in that state. Think about that. Coronavirus rates have spiked in the states that have reopened too quickly. In the heartland, for instance, they're seeing increased rates of coronavirus. We can't do that. So it's your choice. You want to live or you don't want to live. Well, go out there and start touching random people. Because if they told us to wear a mask, then they told us you don't need to wear a mask. And they came back and said, we need to wear a mask. And now they're saying wearing a mask is going to deflect some of the viruses. But if you're a barber salon or you're a hairstylist, you're going to wash someone's skin. You're touching someone's skin, aren't you? So you can wear a mask, but you're touching someone's skin who could be asymptomatic. You could get the virus and you're asymptomatic, but you go and spread it to someone who is vulnerable. I guess that's the part of the science you all don't believe in, yeah? Because if you can't see it, you don't believe it. Okay, do you believe in the sea? But you believe in God, though. So if you believe in God, you can't, you have never seen God at any time. That's what the Bible says. I'm going to use that on you. You, Most of you claim to be Christians, and you claim that you believe in God. How do you believe in a God that you cannot see, but you don't believe in the science that you can see? I don't get that. Even Jesus had to ask that question. So I'm asking you the same thing. You believe in God. You claim you are devout Christians. You can't see God and have never seen God at any time. But you don't believe in the signs that you're seeing. You know what the science is before you? People are contracting the coronavirus and are dying. That's the science that you're looking at. <laughs> it's crazy to me. So 
Let me give you some facts on what California State University. Obviously, they have scientists and data. They're not even listening to Dr. Fauci. But let's just talk about Dr. Fauci for a second. Dr. Fauci told the Senate panel this past Tuesday that he fears that states are needlessly are reopening too quickly and that needless suffering and death could result if states reopen too quickly, move too quickly to reopen schools and businesses. That's what he said. He said needless suffering and death. He also said that there is no vaccine to mitigate the virus, and he questions the vaccine's uh, usefulness on children. He also said that children are largely, we don't know the full extent of what the virus can do to children, because over 100 cases in New York City where children have have presented with symptoms of the virus, symptoms of the virus that are different from how it, uh, it shows and reflects in, in, in adults, right? California State is the largest four-year public university system. They have over 480,000 students. A combined total of 500,000 people are involved in California State University. There are 23 campuses. Some students will sit out fall or demand hefty cuts in tuition. There are a lot of students who are going to be like, I don't think I'm going to register for college in the fall. I'm just going to wait until spring. Doctor, According to Mr. White, who is the chancellor of Cal State, he said this. He said that it is irresponsible to postpone uh, classes in the fall when there is no vaccine and that he would rather be safe than sorry. He would rather postpone class in-person instruction, conduct them online, and then he can retract in September. But he said it makes no sense looking at the data that he has now to not predict. What they're predicting is that there will be a spike in cases before the fall. If there's a spike in cases before the fall, why are you going to reopen school? You may not like it, but why are you going to, would you send your kids to school? Are you going to send your kids to school knowing that coronavirus is out there and it's affecting everybody? For them to go out there and get it and bring it back. And I know you're all making the case that, well, the economy is this and the economy is that. Are you going to live to enjoy the same economy if, if, if the virus, if the viruses continue? You realize that most, some of us missed the first wave. We missed the first wave. We're still here, right? We missed the first wave. We're neither asymptomatic. We're not presenting with symptoms and so on. So we feel safe. Well, I don't, but there are still things I have to do. I have cars that needed to be serviced. I had to take my cars in for servicing. It's been three, almost four months. I have to take my cars in for servicing, right? I still have businesses to conduct. I still have to go visit my other structures, right? So you do realize that I am taking a risk myself in going, in going forward, right? But I have no choice. So I observe what I'm supposed to observe, social distancing, make sure I'm masked up. Some days I wear gloves, but I'd rather sometimes just have my hands so I can use hand sanitizer. And when I come home, I strip my clothes off so that I don't walk the virus through my house. Then I take my clothes off and strip them. Do you see what I'm saying? So we still have to practice those kinds of measures, and we can't get comfortable to it. You, you, there's some things you still have to conduct in person. Like you go through the drive-thru, you have to give them your card, right? You still have to go to the bank to take money out of the ATM. So 
you put gloves on, you clean the, the thing down or whatever. That's that's a petri dish. All ATM machines have always been petri dishes. You still have to buy gas. I wish they could come up with uh, what I call drive-through oil changes. Wouldn't that be sweet? You know, drive-through oil changes where I guess you have some spots where you can drive in, but you should be able to put your card in after you're done. They tell you how the car, you know, the card reader tells you how much it is. You put it in, and then you just drive out, and you don't have to touch anybody. Or if you need to service your car, you need the brake service, you need uh, engine uh, transmission fluid, whatever your car needs. Sometimes it has more issues. But what about if the car itself needs something? Like one of my cars had a clunk in the steering wheel. I could that drive-through oil change wasn't going to fix that. <laughs> I had to take that in for them to do it. So they had a system for that. They take the vehicle, they sanitize the vehicle for an hour, then they'd fix it, diagnose it, whatever, and then they sanitize it again for an hour and then call you to come pick it up and you pay them. Do you see what I'm saying? But that's for cars. Now, most businesses are preparing for reopening by putting plexiglass around like the cashiers, and the you know those kinds of in-face instruction but can i just ask you a question we're all walking around in the same store breathing the same air we're all gonna go back out en masse and it is still going to be bad it's not going to change it's not going to stop it is still bad we should have waited until june or july before we went back out that would have minimized the virus they did say, they did offer small business loans if your business qualifies, but some small businesses, I guess, you just needed to have your payroll report. They 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 were kind of telling you if you want the money, just go get develop a payroll report. They're not going to tell you how to break the law, but they were kind of inferring that if you wanted the money. But I guess most of us are just right. You know, most of us just don't want to. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be beyond the point where we start thinking that because you can't see something doesn't mean it isn't real. All of us have operate on some sort of faith belief system. Whether you believe in God, the creator, or you believe in Buddha or Confucius, Confucius is somebody none of us know about. You all read about him. Nobody knows Buddha or has seen Buddha, but people believe in that, right? People believe in Confucius. They believe in confusion. They believe in everything. None of us have seen the God that we claim to believe in, but we believe. You believe fervently and defend your belief. Why Why is it difficult to believe in the science that you can see? You know what the science is? People get sick and manifest symptoms and then go to a hospital and die. Or better yet, they send them home sometimes and they die within a few days. It is what it is. I feel that states reopening too quickly is sending us into a panorama that is going to be epic and catastrophic. It's going to be worse than your worst fears and your worst dreams. And this is before the fall. The manifestation of these new cases will likely come in the, next, in the coming weeks, by the first week of June. You're going to see it. You're going to see the spike in coronavirus infections. It's going to be mammoth as we slowly re-engage. Because from what I'm observing, I was in the store yesterday. I walked out eventually. From what I was observing, people were not masked up. There were still people who were defiant. There were mostly older white folks. 
They were defiant, not wearing a mask. And everyone else was looking at them like, seriously? And I was like, let me stay away from you. I do not want to breathe the air that you are expelling. Because that is just ridiculous. It's only a matter of time. It's a matter of time. They could be right now asymptomatic and think they're okay. As a matter of fact, all those people planning to march on on Lansing today, the 14th of February, the 14th of May, 2020, all those folks planning to march on, on Lansing, okay, give it a few weeks. By this time in June, they will all have the coronavirus because you're out there in the air touching people, jostling against people. There's no, when, it's a herd mentality, literally. People get involved, they start exposing what they believe and they start yelling. And they really are just retaliating against a female governor and a female attorney general and a black lieutenant governor. If you really want to know the truth, I guarantee you, if a white man were a governor and a white man were the attorney general, they wouldn't have any problems. They might have differences in political ideology, but at the end of the day, they're going to side with them. They will develop some affinity. But because it's a woman who is the governor and a woman who is the attorney general and on top of it all is a black lieutenant governor. They're like, these people can't tell me what to do. I have my own land and my own business. You can't tell me what to do. Even though the constitution says, yeah, they can't. So the rest of us are kind of looking on in dismay, like why be defiant in the face of the evidence? Here in Michigan, not, people are not dying as much as in the first spike in March, but they are getting sick. We're now at 48,000 cases of the coronavirus in Michigan. You want me to put that in perspective for you? The population of Michigan is 10 million. There are 48,000 cases. 1% anyone? That's headed somewhere. We don't want it to get to 10% of the population of Michigan. That would be catastrophic. Yet we're headed there. We're headed there. We're at 48,000 cases of the coronavirus in Michigan. Every day, the numbers of infection are going up. Every day. What they're not telling you is that in Western Michigan, that is heavily Republican, the cases there are spiking. The GOP is not reporting it because... They don't want to place the correlation to the people who went to march on Lansing. But it is what it is. We can't reopen the states. But since you all want it, go ahead. I am just not going to subscribe to that foolishness because I'm not going to lose my life. Because a couple of people just don't want to do anything about it. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the craziest thing I have ever heard. Half a million people die each year from the flu. Honey, Half a million people dying from the flu is in what time frame? We're talking about eight weeks. We have lost more than half a million people dying from the coronavirus. Do you realize that? We are almost at that point in eight weeks. And maybe, just maybe, it's time for us to look at the flu from a different perspective. Before, we just thought the flu afflicted elderly, you know, senior citizens and people who perhaps had, we didn't even look at it as people with underlying health conditions. But maybe now we need to look at it. Maybe we should not look at it from the herd uh, immunity aspect. 
that people will develop an immunity against the flu. We have a vaccine for the flu. If we had a vaccine for the coronavirus, we wouldn't worry about it, right? Half a million people have not died from the flu since December. (laughs) Check the CDC's website. Because since December, they've been fighting the coronavirus. One of the fears that I read somewhere that they're worried about is that uh, they think that there might be more deaths from the coronavirus than originally feared. Because initially when people were dying, they probably thought it was the flu. When in fact, the symptoms are similar, but not exact. For instance, the flu is an, a respiratory illness. The coronavirus affects your heart, affects your brain, affects your motor functions. See what I mean? So it's, it's different. The, 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 the problem with the virus is that we probably should have paid attention to the flu, but we didn't. We're looking at a mass effect. The whole world is caught up in this. It was just like Zika and Ebola. We were just better at it with Zika and Ebola. We were better at it with the avian flu and the bird flu and all that and all of those H1 and one and blah blah blah. We had infrastructure. This time we were caught with our pants down because we didn't have the infrastructure. We took the infrastructure away and allowed this virus to run rabid through the population. That's the problem. And what we are trying to do now is to minimize and mitigate the effects. And if we can minimize and mitigate the effects, then it will save lives. Maybe saving lives is not as much of a priority as it should be. Maybe we are more concerned about the economy and who is going to inherit the economy. Well, the people who die during this pandemic, their relatives should get some form of compensation for having lost their relatives to a virus that they didn't plan for. None of us planned for this. This was not something that was caused by some natural cause or something that I did or you did or ancestors did. No, this is something that could have been highly prevented. I think that's what we're missing is how preventable this was. This was highly preventable. And instead of focusing on prevention, we're still focused on agitation as if that is going to change. And I recognize there is nothing that any sane person can do to convince the people who choose to march as the people, there's no argument you can make. There's no convincing you can do. All you're going to do is just sit back and let the facts speak for itself. There's a term in Latin that says res ipsa locator. You know what it means? Let the facts speak for themselves. And you know what the facts are going to be? People are going to contract this virus. They're going to get sick. They're going to show up in emergency rooms that are going to be overwhelmed with caring for them. And people are going to die. That is the only facts that people are going to respond to. The rest of us who are talking are just losing wings. I said this some weeks ago that I feel like I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. The wilderness of apathy. The wilderness of disbelief of science. I am not a scientist, but the facts are speaking louder than anything else could happen. I'm looking at the facts. Even if I disagree with Dr. Fauci or the scientists, I disagree with them, not because I have a differing scientific opinion, but just I don't accept what they say. 
I can also say to the makers of guns, I don't accept what they say except the facts speak for itself. People die from gunshot guns when they're fired. More people die from assault weapons when they're fired. So I can say I disagree with that, but the facts speak for itself. See what I'm saying? And we have pushed to reopen the economy because we just want to say that we're doing something. The people who are telling you to reopen the economy, they're not dealing with the public every day. Did you all realize this? They're making a lot of mouth and saying a lot of stuff, but they're not touching the public. I guarantee you that even the people who work for them are tested and treated before they come within a mile of them. So you can listen to them all you want, but they're surrounded in a bubble. The rest of us are the ones who are moving through the universe. You're going to this, you're going to that, you're touching this, you're touching that, the the activities of everyday life. And we're going to pay the price for this. It's only a matter of time. McGill University in Montreal, one of the most prestigious colleges in, in Canada, has said that they will offer classes online in September. That means that they recognize that there is a problem. Wayne State University in Detroit says that they will offer online classes in the fall. Of course, Detroit is a viral hotspot, right? So the smaller colleges and universities, get this, the smaller colleges and universities are saying that well, we, are, we only have 5,000 students, or we only have 7,000 students, and we're in a smaller town, so we can observe social distancing. And I'm like, show me a college campus where frat boys and frat girls and sorority girls get together and show me social distancing. So you're going to have, you have 5,000 students, you can afford to educate 5,000 people daily, social distancing in classrooms in lecture halls. Seriously? 5,000 people going into cafeterias. You're going to tell people how long you're going to keep the cap open all day, and you're going to have people come in at, sc- at, at, at scattered time. Smaller colleges and universities are severely impacted because people are saying, well, if, if I'm not paying for housing and food, then I should get my tuition back. And some people are saying, you know what, I'll just sit out the fall and enroll in spring semester. We might just see a wave in the spring and people might just forget college for this year and not go until next year. If it were me, I would enroll in online classes with the hope that maybe in the spring classes will start. I would do on-campus or in-person classes even if it doesn't take place until March or April. You see what I'm saying? This is going to be something. And we need to prepare for it. We were talking about electioneering. And I'm saying, why don't they create a link? All the secretary, you know, all the, the, the secretaries of state across the country, right? And why don't they create a link that you can vote online? It's quicker. Then people don't have to come out and vote. You just send you a link. They verify that you are a U.S. citizen. You put in the information, and you can vote. It's going to tell you if you're a U.S. citizen because they already know. Because you have to register to vote, right? So they send it to registered voters. 
and people who are going to vote the same day, send them a link to verify that they're a U.S. citizen. And for those in rural communities who might not have access to broadband and Wi-Fi, mail the ballots out. You have to be registered to get the ballots anyway, so it's not like they're going to do a mass mailing. They're only sending it out. But that's something to think about and consider. And states have that control, so they should think about that. So that we all don't congregate in the fall, because I'm a little concerned that, you know, people are going to congregate. Wherever large groups of people are going to congregate, I am concerned about that. I'm concerned about the air that we breathe. People are breathing the air. That's why they say we're a mask, man. So you breathe your own funky air. Yes, it's inconvenient, but that's what healthcare workers wear. They wear goggles and masks, so it fogs up all the time. But they're busy cutting people open and doing all kinds of stuff while it's fogging. It leaves cars on their faces, but they're doing it nonetheless. We've got to start thinking about everything except money, America. We're too focused on money, and we have been for some time, and that is what is leading to our ruin. We're worried about ruining our economy. How about ruining our society? Obviously don't care about anything else but money. Are you staying in your yard? Right? We obviously care about nothing else but money. I'm staying in my in my zone. I wish everyone else would do the same. That is what is called social responsible social distancing. And that is what is going to save us. I like how the governor of Michigan puts it. She's like, we're all in this together. I don't know what part of that equation we're not seeing. I don't know what part of that is so reluctant to accept. I don't know why we have to be so acrimonious and hostile. Why is it necessary? Just accept it. It is what it is. Look, none of us caused this or brought this on us. Blame China. They developed this thing. Whether somebody was drinking bat soup or whether they developed it in a lab, we don't know. Who knows? But what I do know is that it is here and it is presenting us with an alternate reality that none of us like. I don't like it either. I have my plans for summer. I saw a meme online where they're using Michael Jordan's face. He's very meme-worthy. I'll tell you the honest truth. And... (laughs) We all had plans for summer. Where are those plans is what I want to know. It's gone, y'all. It's all gone. All my plans for having, you should have heard me at the beginning of the year. Remember? Hot girl summer. It's going to be hot girl summer all year, all summer long. Oh, my gosh, I look forward to the summer. I look forward to wearing flip-flops and getting your, having, just having the air and just wearing sun hot, you know, just wearing sunglasses and just having on hats and stuff and just proliferating, driving with the top down, driving with your sunroof open, right? And going to all the concert. I promised myself in January, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to go to all the summer concerts, all the fairs, drive on the freeway, you know, bumping your music and stuff. Where did all those plans go, y'all? Here I am sitting just like you are. We're all in this together. You are no different from I am. You might have more money than I do. That's your big difference. Well, stay on your yacht. You have 150 acres of land that you can stay on. Do your thing, man. Go run around on your land. 
Do you see what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is for the love of God, do that. If it makes you feel better, order all your groceries through Amazon delivery or whatever, or Walmart or whoever does online grocery delivery, right? Go do that. But stay away from people. So many of us are asymptomatic. People are just walking around with symptoms of the virus, and then they don't know what is going on. (laughs) And you are dispensing it and distributing it to other persons. And the infection rates just get higher and higher and higher. We simply can't just ignore this anymore. This is not... This is not Dr. Fauci made it up or Dr. Burks made it up or the Centers for Disease Control. These institutions existed long before President Trump became president. They have been, while we, the rest of us were sleeping, they've been studying these things in the lab for decades. This didn't just happen overnight. Do you realize that? What we tend to look at the facts that they're presenting us now and say, oh, you just made that up. They've been studying this from before I was born, before you were born, before we even knew there could be something called a virus. They've been studying this for a long time. This is not something that just happened in 2016 when President Trump became president. This has been studied for years and years. Respect it. And I recognize you never will because you don't believe, okay, well, stay in your corner of the world until it reaches your neck of the woods because it is coming. And this time it's going to be worse because guess what? We have gone back out and we're breathing the same infected air. It's airborne and the air is infected. I've watched as a, a, a beauty salon in Texas. They had their mask on while she was, and I was like, look at that. That's ridiculous. You're touching someone's skin. You realize we breathe through our skin, right? That we are organic people. We are organic beings. You do realize that. There is air coming through your scalp. You do realize that. Okay. You didn't know that before. Okay. Skin to skin contact. Okay. All right. All righty. So what does this mean going forward? It means that we need to put the, 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 the administrators of large public universities who are saying they're going to restrain and not do online classes in the fall, they're looking at the science. And the data that they're looking at is undeniable. It is saying do not open online classes and open classes in person in the fall. Some smaller colleges and universities were teetering on the brink. And by the way, as far as I'm concerned, it seems to me that a lot of us were teetering on the brink. It seems that even large companies that we took took for granted that they would always be there have been teetering on the brink. Two months and you all run out of money? In two months? So what you've been doing with all the money that you've made over time? We're living high on the hog, huh? The company might be going bankrupt, but the CEO is not. The owner of the company is not bankrupt. And it seems to me that a lot of us, we just didn't, we just didn't. We just weren't breaking even. We didn't have any money put away that could tide us over for a month or two. Yet, rich people like to tell us that, well, say, put aside, save six months of income. And the rest of us were like, sure. And now six months, less than six months later, eight weeks later, you can't even stay afloat. Smaller colleges and universities are in a bit of a problem because they didn't have enough money put aside. Well, you were you were probably top heavy 
You were paying professors that you didn't have to pay. They were probably earning too much anyway. But egos prevailed. So now they're like, oh, well, you know, we kind of have to open in the fall so we can accept students. Good luck. When those parents start picking their kids up and those students start checking out and wanting a refund come fall, when you absolutely realize that whilst you open for in-person instruction, it is not feasible and you can't continue it because people will die and people will be dropping down on your campuses. Get ready for that blowback. I know you're sitting here saying, well, it's not going to happen. Deny the science, if you will. You can indisputably deny the facts, but the facts are going to speak for themselves. Just wait for it. Do what some of us are doing. We're sitting back observing and waiting for it because the time has come for the manifestation of that which is going to happen. The time is here. It's now. And it is tearing us in the face that we must do better at being who we are. We've got to. After this is over to me, it seems to me that what we need to do is to have plans going forward. Now that we have seen this virus, the question we need to ask is, what more could be out there that we don't know for? How about asking the infectious disease experts? That's what they are. They've spent decades studying infectious diseases. Why don't we ask them what more possibly could go wrong and develop a plan to mitigate that so that we don't find ourselves repeating the same cycle like we did in 1918. And here we are, 102 years later with better technology, and yet we find ourselves in the same mix because we refuse to believe in the science. Why don't we spend time asking what else is out there? What else could be out there? And have a plan to mitigate that. Why don't we right now stimulate the economy by providing an additional stimulus? Give people the money. Give the small businesses the money. It's the government's responsibility to do that. Yes, it is. You pay taxes. It's your money. Get it back. We all pay taxes. It's our money. We're the ones paying taxes. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are not paying taxes. Bill Gates doesn't pay taxes. Warren Buffett doesn't pay taxes. We pay taxes. It's our money. Give it back to us. Give the money back to the people. Give the money back to small businesses who pay quarterly taxes like myself. Give the money back to these people. The government has the money. Demand that the government give the money back. There is a stimulus proposal out there. Give the people the money back. All other countries did it. We have more money than anybody else. Give the people the money back so that they can stay home. Give them the incentive. Make it easier for small businesses to apply for those loans so they can stay afloat during this. So people will be more inclined to stay home because they will still be getting money to pay their bank loans, to pay their car loans, to pay their mortgages, to keep food on the table, like the governor of Michigan said. Yes, she has the right approach. Nothing wrong with that. Keep food on the table. Give people money so they can go buy a drink or buy a Coke or something. Stimulate the economy. Come on now. Be sensible and pragmatic and practical in recognizing that something has got to vitally change. This is ridiculous for us to obviate and ignore the facts while people are dropping dead in the streets. What are you going to wait for? You want to see people stumble out of their cars and passing out like they did in Tehran? That's what you're going to wait for? To see it happen here in America? Give the people the money. 
Give the people the money. Bring the stimulus. Pass that bill. Make sure small businesses get the money, not your big friends, not your rich friends who make hundreds of millions of dollars and yet get a small business loan for $8 million. Give the money to small businesses. Find them. Go through your records in the States and send them an email. Here's the link. Get the money so they can stay afloat. That's what we ought to do. And cut out this nonsense that this virus is fake. It ain't fake. Go to the Facebook page called COVID-19 Memorial Detroit and see how many people have died. Go into Mississippi and go into the heartland and in Tulsa and see how many people are becoming infected. That's not lying. Go to California and see it. The facts speak for themselves. Come on, President Trump, you're a good guy. Release the money. Give the people the money. Give the people the money. Give small businesses the money. Get them their money. Make it easy for them to get the money. So people in the next wave when they get sick can stay home and not suffer. And not sick because they don't have health care. All of you Republican governors who would not get the Medicaid extension and know your people are dropping like flies and getting sick and can't go to the doctor because they don't have health care. How are you all feeling this morning? Feeling good in the neighborhood? While you're on the golf course feeling good because you can't go get a haircut? All right. I have news for you. Wait for the next wave. Call me after the next wave. My name is Harriet Kimmick. Thank you so much for watching. I got to go. It's Thursday, May 14, 2020. They're probably about to march on Lansing, and I do want to watch that in real time. Pray for us here in the state of Michigan. We need your prayers. Pray for us that it doesn't turn bad today, that it doesn't get ugly Pray for us that people will recognize that this is a virus that is impacting human lives, and we've got to do everything in our power to stop it. I pray that they will release the stimulus so people can stay home and stay out of this massive petri dish that we all find ourselves in. This is something that is affecting all of us. It's affecting our country, and it's damaging. And whilst I regret it, I'm in the midst of it. I have family members who are in the midst of it. I'm in it. And while I feel like I'm crying and bleeding for America, I want us all to recognize that we're all in this together and we have to lend a helping hand. So for all you billionaires out there, give up the money, give it up and help the people who can't help themselves. Thank you so much for watching. Be blessed, everybody. Thank you so much. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.